Hey humans, Susan Ruth here. How's it going? Thanks for listening to Hey Human Podcast. This is episode 22, and on this episode, I had a great conversation with Rachel Kais. She is an abstract painter extraordinaire. Uh, she's a provocateur, uh, performance artist, musician, writer, many, many things. Super creative, super bright, interesting woman. Um, and we had a, a really great conversation about all sorts of things, creativity and life and philosophy and religion and being a female in the world of the arts and, um, yeah, just all sorts of stuff. Her work is collected all over the world. Uh, you've probably seen her work uh, if you watch any of these shows on, you know, watch TV, ABC, CNN, uh, CMT. Her works are hanging in the houses of, in the offices of different TV show people, fictional characters. Um, she also, her work is in the Tennessee State Museum, the Country Music Hall of Fame. Um, gosh, the list is very long. So I have a lot of information about her on the heyhumanpodcast.com website. There's links and stuff, so you can go there and check it out and uh, learn more about Rachel aside from this conversation that you are about to hear. And, oh, yeah, just in general housekeeping, please go to iTunes and subscribe to Hey Human and uh, review it. That would be great, and I really appreciate the listening, and, yeah, this is great. Uh, HeyHumanPodcast.com on the Internet, and maybe you've heard of the Internet. I think it'll catch on if you haven't heard of it yet. And then there's also my Instagram.com slash HeyHumanPodcast, so... It's dumb that I laugh at my own jokes. I'm here by myself in my kitchen, so if I don't laugh at them, nobody will. Maybe you are listening and laughing. Anyway, I'll be quiet and let the podcast speak for itself. Okay, here we go. Episode 22, Hey Human Podcast, Rachel Kais. Hi, Rachel Kais. (laughs) Hi, Susan. (laughs) Thank you for being on Hey Human Podcast. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, we've known each other a very long time. I know. About it's... a decade, I think. You were one of the first people I met when I moved to Nashville. And although you know you don't live in Nashville anymore, that's that's where I met you the first time. Yeah, I, it had to be like 15 years ago, maybe. So I've only season. been in town 10 years. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I'm fast. Mike, Mike Turali invited us to a party at your house. Uh, your, you had a, that lofty art space you lived in. There were cats. That's where Orbit, my cat, who's since passed away, but that's where she came from. She was the daughter of your cat, Rocket. Oh, I remember. Yeah. I thought that in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, we, our cat, um, Rocket found us actually like we were her people more than more than she was our cat. Yeah, that she, happens yeah, she, with cats. Mm-hmm, she came inside and gave birth like prolifically. <laughs> so. Well, Orbit yeah. was a great, very bright cat, a wonderful cat, and was dear, dear bestie friends with Mikey. So, oh, that's awesome. I totally I remember now, but I totally forgot. That's yeah. great. Life has a funny way of, of moving forward and, and you forget stuff because there's just so much to pack into every year. It's amazing to me. Time is just, it's mind boggling to me the, how fast everything goes and how much a person can pack into a singular moment. You know? I know. 
agree. Although you just gave me like an extra four or five years here today, because I could I could have sworn it was fifteen years ago. Yeah, that that's funny? great. Um, <laughs> I got so, a new lease on life, Susan. You what? Your new lease on life. That's right. What are you going to do with an extra five years? I'm going to have to. St- I don't know. I'll yeah, if this some- is a, if this is a movie, we'd now flash to you. You know, a quick cut to you, and you'd be in a, a red sports car driving through Italy. <laughs> With sunglasses <laughs> and a Princess Grace kind of montage thing. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> we'll let everyone just see that in their mind's eyes. <laughs> the personal license plate that says five years uh, with a Z. Yeah, two Zs even, maybe three. <laughs> so Rachel Keis, phenomenal painter, visual artist extraordinaire, abstractist. I was trying to think... Uh, before I FaceTimed with you here, um, the the style of abstract art that you do, is there a, a term for that specifically, or is it just all lump into abstract, or? Um, you know, I'm, I'm not extremely well-educated. I, I do either. think that, yeah, <laughs> just let me preface it with that, um, but I believe it falls into abstract expressionism more more than anything. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you, you get compared to Picasso a lot. Is that bothersome, or do you enjoy that, that comparison? I mean, that's a great artist. That's a re- really nice thing to say. Um, I don't know if... <laughs> oh, my dog. goodness. He's like, what? <laughs> Not Picasso. <laughs> he's like... <laughs> he's comparing me to Picasso right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, the blue screen is exceptional. <laughs> going to go get an art history book and figure this That's out. That's right. You're going to find now. Now we'll go to the montage of him looming over a giant art, dusty art book in a library somewhere. <laughs> this is great. We need to make some movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, I think it's abstract expressionism, particularly the, the live work um, where, where I'm working just um, more, more in the moment than with the concept. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really enjoy that aspect of what you do. And do you, are you, you're still doing the Periscope live painting? People can tune in and watch you performance um, paint, or well, I'm thinking. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. I mean, I we can just know. start making up words. <laughs> it's performance painting. <laughs> I haven't done it in a while. I'll tell you, I started on that Periscope. Took a little dare from my dad to. Um, to get on Periscope and paint and talk to people. And I had a lot of fun doing it, but then I also, I just one day just got really, um, you, you get these nasty comments from total strangers. Oh, the trolls. Yeah. The, yeah. And, um, I was really surprised by it. You know, I, I, I think it was probably a little bit, um, what, what, what is that? Like, you know, kind of sheltered of me to be surprised by it. I mean, Duh, there's strangers and trolls on the internet, but yeah. I just really thought of that, and I, I didn't really totally like what it was bringing in, so I shut I shut it off for a little while. Yeah. It is amazing to me that people will spend their time saying rude, mean things. How does that, I mean, I guess that there's joy in all things, but it's just very surprising that people take the time to to be viciously rude. Yeah, it wasn't, it's not how I want to spend my time, and it's really <laughs> no. not um, the way, the 
you know, just the words I want coming into my life. So I did, I do know there's a switch. You can turn it off, but part of the reason I wanted to do Periscope was to be more interactive with people. Yeah, so which is a lovely I thing. Don't know. I watched yeah, I don't know. several of your, of your, uh, Periscope painting sessions and I'm very much, it's very soothing. Just, oh, that's sweet. Yeah. So yeah. it's sort of, you can, you know, perhaps it's like a new generation for the Bob Rossers or something, but it is, it's a very soothing <laughs> thing and your, your voice is very soothing. So it's, it, it's, it was kind of a Zen activity for me to watch you in your process and, and have you sort of delightfully comment with people back and forth. And so I, I very much enjoyed it. Don't let the haters, <laughs> I'm going to turn my fan off here. Don't let the haters, you know. <laughs> stop you from from whatever you know <laughs> screw the haters they're always gonna hate as taylor swift would say well that's so that's so true that's just yeah i know it's you know shake it off and go on again but it, you know sometimes there's you know if i'm in, i'm in the middle of a series i really care a lot about and you know i just don't want to interrupt that flow with having to stop and shake it off or anything you know oh, yeah. it's like yeah, yeah. but maybe I'll do it. Susan, you just brought up some, some good points. Yeah. I'm just saying that there's, there's an army of us out there that really enjoyed it and, and found a lovely peace in it. So, you know, the, the army against the handful of jerks, just, you know, just saying. <laughs> well, thank you. But if I know that painting is a spiritual practice in, in a way, you know, you're, communing with the universe or God or, you know, depending on your beliefs, whatever it is, just as we people looking at a, a piece of, of art find spirituality or God or the universe or whatever when we're looking at it. So there's such a lovely uh, communion, for lack of a better word, between person looking at the art and person creating the art. I'm curious, just because for your work to me is so alive was it always that? Did you come out of the gate like, woohoo? I love the fact that you said that you're uneducated in art per se, because just like Jimi Hendrix, guess what? Didn't read music. I mean, I think some of the greatest uh, creatives of all time didn't sully their mind with the supposed tos. That's my own personal opinion, but how do you mm -hmm. feel about all that? Did you Were you always that expressive when you began? Or? Mm, yes. Um... I, but I was just really encouraged um, by, by both my parents. They, they created an, an, a home environment early on um, where we really had access, my sisters and I, to materials and um, where our ideas were never even really knocked. You know, that was just, you, my mother would come up with all kinds of projects for us, you know, and she was working on her own projects too, so we had her modeling that for us. Um, She's usually helping a lot of people doing, um, you know, charity work and things like that, but usually something with the arts. So, yes, yeah, so we, so I guess, you know, where it was, you know, co probably a combination of nature and nurture, where it was just, it came naturally, and then really everything we needed was right there. And you, yeah. you grew up in Wichita, Kansas? Yeah, in Wichita, Kansas. It's not your normal Kansas story, really. <laughs> yeah, so is that a vibrant art culture, or was it really um, so your home life was the thing? Well, I would say um, that's kind of, yeah, two questions. I mean, I don't think that Wichita is known as a vibrant art culture, although I think Wichita does have some really great visual arts and also um, theater arts. Mm -hmm. um, and 
I maybe wouldn't have said that until I traveled the country more and been been more places. But the the quality um, of what they produce there, you know, the quantity is lower than a lot of places, but the quality is really, really very good. Mm -hmm. um, so as I've gotten older, I've been able to see that. Oh yeah, I did come from a really vibrant community, um, and but but it was really the home life. I think is where that you know that that's where they encouraged us also to get out the door and you know, um, show our artwork or audition for the play or be part of, you know, the community, whatever we, we wanted to do. How old were you when you had your first art show? Uh, I think it probably, it must have been in high school sometime is okay. when I started showing, but, you know, just in the different scholastic competitions and things. I don't, I don't think I ever had a formal art show really. Uh, it would have been in, in Kansas City. Um, my daughter and I showed together at the Starbucks ah, awesome. when she was about three. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Did, uh, yeah. Did you know at a young age, did you, while you were creating, did you think, this is something? Or did, was it more people saying to you, wow, Rachel, you're doing great. This is great. Or did you have a sense of it for yourself in the beginning? Mm. Assuming, assuming, of course, you have a sense for yourself now. <laughs> well, that that's interesting you said that because I don't know if I have a sense of it. Um, I have, uh, like, I, I always thought that, I, I never thought of it as a, um, I never thought of myself as a painter. I never thought that I would grow up and be a painter. Um, I, I was, I didn't even know what I wanted. I, when it came time to go to college, I was kind of tired of school. And didn't, you kind of at the last minute didn't want to go. And my parents were, well, you're pretty smart. You should go to college. You can. We can send you. Um, and so then I, I thought, well, I love painting and I love um, music. And I felt like I knew the least about music. So I ended up applying to music school and getting in. And I went there. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that, that decision. Yeah. I didn't have a huge aim ever. Uh, you, as, a, as an artist or just in general? In general. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> in general. Yeah, the only thing I can remember really, really wanting to do when I was young was adopt a bunch of children. Really? <laughs> you know? Isn't yeah. that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I could still get that done. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> For me, it's dogs. I just want dogs lots of dogs <laughs> lots of dogs yeah, I do yeah. I love dogs um so but that's to say I definitely do have goals now you know they they yeah. it didn't take too long you know I, I and I and I do love what I love what I do so, so you have a degree you have a music degree um no I didn't finish that either okay, all right so you were I mean like a lot of creatives you you're sort of swimming down many rivers to yeah, to yeah. I got it. Well, I had studied um, classical voice growing up, and I ended up, um, you know, I felt a little bit stifled by the formality there. Um, and so I, at the last minute when I was applying for colleges, I, um, I applied to Berklee College of Music, and I took in, rather than one of my classical art songs, I took in um, a Harry Chapin song. And um, I got a scholarship, a vocal scholarship to the schools um, with that audition. So um, that was, and then I, shortly after that, um, right before I went into school, 
let's see, how did it happen? I graduated high school a little bit early, went on a theater tour, and then um, right before college, I got pregnant, and so I only stayed at Berkeley for a little while um, until I had my baby, and then I returned to Kansas, and my super cool dad um, would fly me back to to Kansas, well, dad and mom, but I, this was a conversation I had with my dad where he said, you know, just go learn what you want to learn. You know, he was, I was, I was feeling pretty lost and not still not feeling like I wanted to go into a formal university setting, especially as a new mom. And, um, I just felt overwhelmed. And, um, so yeah, he asked me what I wanted to learn. And I said, well, I'm still interested in music and, and art and acting. And so he flew me to Boston for workshops, back to Berkeley. I, I flew to Los Angeles for acting classes. That's amazing. And it was amazing. And I attended one of the first digital music conferences in New York City. Um, just all different kinds of things. Um, when a workshop came up, though, and it worked out for everyone's schedule and my folks could babysit my daughters. So that, that was what I did for a few years when I was back. Like, That's age a one great education. How phenomenal. It was really cool. Yeah, really, really cool education, oh. and I have some, you know, neat little pockets of information because of it. Yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm super jealous of that. Yeah. That sounds like a wonderful <laughs> way to learn about lots of different creative things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was yeah, I think it, um, it's really nice to think about that too today, Susan. Thanks, because I think that's one of those things that... Um, it's just a huge uh, gift that I've got, and especially as a teenage teenage single mom. I mean, I don't yeah. know anyone else with that story, so that's that's pretty neat. That's a huge huge thing. Yeah. And then my sisters, I have twin sisters. Um, they went and got formal art education, so I got to learn a little bit vicariously through them. And um, twins, and especially not your twin. These are twins. You're an older sister, two mm-hmm. twin sisters. Mm-hmm. Oh, got it, okay. Two twin sisters, yeah. yes, I have wings. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sister wings, yeah. Sister wings, got yeah, it. And, yeah, they're, but one, one is a curator and one is a fine artist. Oh, fantastic. Are, are your styles similar to the, the fine artist in your style? No, not really. Yeah. No, I, I really admire what she does. I um, actually love it. She's one of my favorite artists. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, but very, very different. She works more with fibers and um, patterns and um, uh, gosh, I mean, I can't, I, I wouldn't speak correctly for her work now because I mean, she's starting, she's starting to add so many different medium into what she's doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm, I, sure. I should shut up. It's her. Yeah, yeah, well, you know. I don't, I don't want to speak incorrectly yeah. about her work, but beautiful work. So when did you make the decision? You So you were doing music and, I, and I've heard you were, the band that I know that, that you were in was the King and Queen stuff. Is that right? King, is it King versus Queen or King and Queen? I think we, I think we did all different names. You changed it yeah, around. We, okay. We were, I'm like, maybe it's both yeah. of those things. But, um, <laughs> and which I considered sort of like artsy, uh, poppy, punky. I don't know. There was sort of, it kind of crossed a. <laughs> but I think Max Abrams. Huh? <laughs> Do you, you know Max Abrams, of course. Yeah. Right? Saxophonist. He's out playing with the Mavericks now. Max back then called it. Um, I think he nailed the genre. He called it Midwestern art rock. Nice, perfect. Yes, we'll quote him on that. That's good. 
yeah. when did you just, so were you at that point going okay you you have all these different things that you've been learning and you 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 becoming you know a young woman an adult in the world what made you say okay i'm going to go down this path that it's going to be art it's going to be my you know my abstract paintings or did you make that conscious decision or was it sort of brought to you because somebody said hey well, you pay me a painting and you went okay you know sometimes people fall into what they are or who they are Did, was it a conscious decision or um both interestingly enough i've been thinking about this a lot lately because um, I never really did set out to paint. Um, it was, you know, on a dare that I first painted on stage, and then my pieces started selling. And then, so here I am, um, new to town in in Nashville. I was working um, at, at Warner Chapel Music Publishing, and um, I've got a daughter, and I didn't want to put her in daycare. So I had just, and I was 20, like 24, newly 24, you know, um, so nothing made more sense to me than to say, oh, I'll just sell my paintings in coffee shops. I mean, I had absolutely no proof that it would work. I had no, it was just an idea like, oh, well, if I sell this many a month, then I can pick my daughter up after school and um, pay my rent. And so I did that and it actually worked. And then not long after that, um, I mean, it didn't work extremely well, but I, I, I got it done, you know, I, I wasn't rolling in it. Um, and I met a lot of people doing that too, just having my paintings in the coffee shop. And then, um, not long after that, um, Max Abrams and I started the Circus Maximus show where I was painting on stage. Um, and that's when people really in town and in the community really started to know me as a painter. Um, and then within the year of that, um, John and Kenny from Big and Rich invited me out on the road with them as part of their group, Music Mafia. So I, I just kind of suddenly had a career. You know, it took about, when people say, oh, it didn't happen overnight. But in my case, it kind of did. Like less than a year after moving to a new town, I, I had a job. Yeah, it's extraordinary. Um, you know, working, yeah, working for myself, but a very, I mean, creating abstract art during country music is just like, I don't think anyone could have sat down and said, oh, this this will work, you know, but it, it worked very quickly. And so, um, so I don't think it was a totally conscious decision. Most of it was just like, whoa, this, this is paying my bills, so I can actually go work in a coffee shop and make lattes, or I can sell my artwork and support my family, you yeah. know, so, um, it wasn't much of a decision to make really. It's just, yeah. oh, let me go do this. Yeah. And then I'm surrounded by music, which is what I was pursuing. So kind of great. It made sense. Made a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even have much to think about it. <laughs> it's so crazy to think about the certain doors you walk through and for you to, to just say, well, huh, maybe I'll try this. And so you did. And then that opened all these other doors. And it, it's, to me, I'm always marveling at that one mm-hmm. choice, which creates this whole, you know, the ripple effect outward to create, mm-hmm. to create your life. But if you mm-hmm. hadn't been willing to say yes in certain mm-hmm. moments, you know, it wouldn't have happened. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it would have happened inevitably because I think some things do. Mm-hmm. They just, there's, no matter what obstacle you put in front of something it is an undeniable happening and it will eventually come to its fruition true you know true. but the thing seemed... 
Oh, Sorry, go I, ahead, go ahead. No, no, I'm listening. Oh, I was just, I just, it's, it's a neat thing. I mean, do you, did you ever think, oh, I'm going to throw some art in the coffee house and see what happens, that eventually you were going to be, for example, you're in the Tennessee State Museum, your work, you know? So the, the girl who thought, eh, we'll see if this works, to now the woman watching her work be hung in a prestigious museum, it's humongous. What a beautiful I, journey that is. I never is. really thought about it like that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I will say, though, that decision with the coffee, to hang my paintings in the coffee shop, it wasn't an eh. It was a, because um, I've done a lot of, oh, we'll try this, we'll try that, we'll try it, you know. Um, it was a, this will work. I had so much belief behind that. I didn't have an idea of the outcome. I had no clue. I had no aim to be in a museum or to be anything like that. I just was like, this will work. This is what, and, and it was, I think, one of those magical moments that, you know, I wish I felt like that more often. Um, it actually, it was, I should probably shouldn't do anything unless I feel like that. Cause it seems like, it seems like you've got to have that kind of thrust behind your decisions in order for them to really be true, you sure. know? Mm -hmm. or to or to kind of work out for you or take you to those kind of magical moments. Right. I'm going to ask you the world's most cliche question that that people get, but your process is it is it a directive or is it more uh, ethereal in nature in that do you do you have this concept in your brain pan I'm going to paint this today or do you step in front of your canvas or is it maybe it's both? I mean, I imagine it's a lot like music writing. Mhm. Mm Oh yeah, it's both. I mean, at this point now, I have to schedule out what I'm doing because, do um, oh, like commissions and and things like that, and I have several projects going. Um, I'm I'm developing several writing projects with partners, so that you know we've got like three people schedules involved in those, um, and then. I've got commissions coming in and then, so it's, I'm busier now than when I first said, oh, I'm going to hang my art in the coffee shop. So I have to, like, I usually know, I have a general idea of what I'm going to paint on what day or what I'm going to do on what day. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, there's a series I've been like for about a year now, um, where I, I know there's something to it and I've just been, <laughs> I, I don't know where, where it's going. I don't know exactly what I'm doing with it. But so I've been just trying to make sure to leave some free space, um, free space there so that I'm not pushing it. So I've got, I've got a little exploration going on on a few, uh, well, about like a dozen canvases right now. That must feel very exciting, though, to have that unknown. You know, something that's surprising yourself. is always, <laughs> I, I find that to be a beautiful, for me personally, I find that process to be really lovely. Because you're on a true adventure with your work, you know? I think that's cool. Your brain's going, oh, my God, I can do anything. Let's see what happens, you know? That's, that's a neat place to be. It's very childlike in a way, I guess, you know? That's a really healthy mindset. <laughs> I don't know. I hope I can achieve that mindset. <laughs> I've been so... Um... I, I've wanted for a while now to just... Oh, oh, oh let's see. Are you oh, we lost our video, but... Okay, hold on. I've got a phone call coming in just a second. Oh, okay. Um, there we go. 
Um, it, it was, uh, um, no, no, I have wanted for a while now to have, I have some, some idea that I can't define where this series is very cohesive and very, you know, um, thorough and, and on and on and on. And, and I want it to be done right now. And, and I still, I, I just don't know what it is exactly. Yeah. Are you hard <laughs> so, on yourself or do you give yourself oh. a lot of slack? I'm, most artists I know are extremely hard on themselves. So I'm, I assume that that is. I'm very hard on myself. Yes. And, and yes, I'm, I'm working through that right now in, in <laughs> I'm on, <laughs> I'm on a program actually to, to try to unwind from some of that. <laughs> how do you do that? How do you, how do you get inside your mind and try and teach it to let go? I think a lot of people have that problem, you know? Oh yeah. Um, well I've, I've done, I, I kind of, I did a seven-week personal development program, um, and then um, after that, I, I mean, that was where it kind of came to a head of, like, uh, I want to change some things about myself, um, so so I did. I, I pulled back and really, really worked on my, you know, inner workings, and then now I'm, I've come up with my very own little um, morning practice, um, inspired partially by... Um, well, I've combined like the artist's way, the morning pages. I do the the morning pages, and in my morning pages, I do um, sense bound writing, object writing that um, the songwriting professor and and author Pat Patterson recommends in his books. I've met Pat before. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Pat's a very good friend of mine. He has. He's actually the professor who made things possible for me in Nashville. The, Berkeley professor. He's a very good friend, um, like a family member now. And he, um, yeah, I'm, I'm finally listening to him after all these years. I'm, I'm doing sense bound writing in the morning, but that's my what first step. What does that mean? What is sense bound? Oh, that means you, you're taking in your senses or taking in? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, well, and he calls it object writing. So basically I pick an object, um, like if I'm going to do it right now, I've got this coffee cup sitting in front of me. So coffee cup, and then 20 minutes of free writing only instead of just whatever comes to mind, I, I focus in on my senses, my, my sight, um, sound, you know, all our five senses. And then also the kinesthetic sense, um, like where your heartbeat and things comes from. So to write from that place. So, um, you know, I might start with the word warm or, you know, whatever, so you, you, so you try to connect with your senses while you're doing the writing. Then it, it pulls out some beautiful lines, and it's very comforting to do, very soothing. Huh. That's a nice meditation. It is. It is, yes. And then I do a meditation and some breathing. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, that's what I'm doing right now to, to try to keep myself... Um, <laughs> to be nicer to Rachel. Oh, the little Rachel. I get it. Yeah. Yes. Do you um? Do you ever get painter's block? Is there? A th- I assume there's a thing like writer's block, painter's block. Yeah. I keep saying I assume. I assume a lot when I'm talking to people because I don't know how you live your life or what you know what you think about. Well, you you're excessively you're multi-talented yourself and excessively creative, so you know. But I don't know how it is for you. I was gonna say I I can speak to how it is for me. Um, I can stare at a blank canvas for quite a while, and then I just get mad and throw a color down and just sort of finger paint until my brain falls out and then I walk away, you know, but I don't know how it is for you. So I, I look at you and I think, my God, you're so prolific and you're, you're so visionary and such beautiful stuff pops, bursts from you. 
and I think she probably never gets painter's block. So, but I assume that you're a human being, so you probably have, you know, suffered the muses, you know, shunning at times. (laughs) No, I don't get, I, I actually, that's one thing I've never related to was to feel blocked creatively. Um, and I don't mean that in a like, I've never been blocked creatively <laughs> kind of way. Cause I think, I, I think I kind of do the opposite. I get like painters or writers confusion. I have so many ideas mm. and I see so many different connections, um, that it's overwhelming. So mine, mine is like the opposite challenge of, uh, of s- simplifying really, you know? So, um, so that's that's kind of where where I work because I'll get so you know I'll get so confused that things go or have so much uh, so many ideas trying to be expressed at once or something that I'm it goes nowhere. I mean I'll be working but it'll go nowhere. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which is kind of the same as oh I can't get anything on this blank canvas. It's just that I got everything on it and it didn't work. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, yeah. Do you have do you have pieces that you've painted that that you think, ah, oh, I can't sell this. I love it so much. Or are you not, do you let it no. all go? <laughs> I love to sell it. Yeah. Yeah. I saved yeah. one there. I have one particular painting that I painted in the very beginning. Um, I have one little guy that I keep and then I have one relatively large painting and I just, they, I just can't bear to sell them. If somebody offered me an obscene amount of money, maybe I would, but you know, Oh, that's cool. See, that's that's awesome that you've got a couple that yeah. you just want. They're just, you know, my little babies that I, I'm, I'm pretty good about anything. Anything goes out the door, no problem with songs or paintings or whatever. But I have a couple that, you know, I can't quite do it. Uh, when did you move to Nashville, of all places? Was it music? Was that the impetus? Or was, yeah, okay. So it had nothing to do with art. You were like, oh, it's a music town. and It was music, yeah. Well, I, I started as a... Um, again circling back to pat pattison um when i was going back to berkeley to do workshops i I started working with him and i think he recognized that i was a you know extremely naive young woman with a child and um incredibly determined and um talented and and i think he saw that i needed some guidance and a hand up and so he he actually is the person who gave that to me and he put me in the internship at Warner Chapel. Oh, that's um, wonderful. Mm-hmm, yeah, some stars aligned where they needed an intern kind of right during a, a trip I was in town. I'd happened to meet them already. And um, so it was kind of, it was, it was a magical, but Pat definitely was the one with the magic wand in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. He, he sort of made the impossible happen for me there. That's, that's great. I think it's mm-hmm. wonderful when we have angels along the way, you know, mm-hmm. turning the knobs on doors that are seemingly locked. Mm-hmm. And they wave their wand and you're like, oh, okay, I get to go through that door? That's that's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It was a, so yeah. are you comfortable talking about the copyright infringement issue? Um, are you allowed to? or? I've had so many. There's one I can't talk about. Um, I could t- just, well, ask me a question. We'll see what we can say. Yeah, okay. Of- so uh, a lot of, I've been reading a lot in the papers about, um, the papers meaning the internet, <laughs> about artists having their work uh, taken for, you know, Walmart t-shirts or, 
the appearing in places where they didn't license. And there's a lot of talk, of course, always about music licensing. That's that's always front page news. Songwriters not being compensated and things like that. I don't feel that artists are getting that same level of understanding that that too is a is an intellectual property. And and you've had people uh, appropriate without credit in your with your work. Um, and so I just thought it would be something to talk about a little bit. Yeah, I've had it happen. It doesn't have to be specific. It can be more general if it's more comfortable. Yeah, yeah, it can be general. I've had it happen many times, so I, I can't point a finger at any one. Um, in saying this, I'm not pointing a finger at any one thing. Some of it's been public. Some of it has not been public. Um, but it is, um, yeah, I, I've taken, um, you know, the first, when I was when I was younger and it happened, um you know, I guess I'd say the first few times it was like a compliment, like, oh, this big company used my work or this person did or, oh, how nice, you know. And um, then, you know, over the years I started realizing, oh, I would have gotten paid this much and this much. And then I learned a little bit about copyright law and like, oh, they actually stole that. And, you know, I, I would actually be entitled to damages or I would actually all of these things. I didn't even know damages existed, you know, Um but it makes sense. Someone's stealing something and they, that's wrong and they should make up for it, you know? Um, I mean, hopefully. Um, and so I did start in the last few years, um, it, also just in an effort to be, cause I've, I've definitely like, I'm definitely lopsided and I'm far more creative than I am like, um, strategic, um, about business. But I, I decided I wanted to be better with my business because, you know, why not? You know, um, and you, you, the more, I, you know, I just, I wanted, I wanted a, my entire ship to be strengthened. You know, I wanted, wanted to smoother sailing. So I, I really started looking at these things and really, um, instead of shying away and thinking like, oh, that's so nice. I've been promoted again. Um, like, like, no, it's actually nice for them too. They've got this piece of art that I really, you know, I really worked hard to make and over a period of years and for it to be recognized nationally, it wasn't, um, you know, I did have many lucky breaks, but it also wasn't easily done. I showed up to so many things and put so thousands of hours into this. Like, yeah, I want to be paid my, you know, $1,200 fee or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I also, even more than that, um, and sometimes it's that fee, sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less, but, um, I don't, all these fees add up. Um, and they support your next painting. They, uh, and it just puts you as a, a professional, which I am. Um, and, and also more than just wanting to collect on monies, I wanted to, I, I wanted to exercise, you know, I think I, sh I made that painting. I should choose where it goes. You know, yes. I care about that. I yeah. care, I care about what sort of television show I'm supporting or not supporting or, or, or artist or, you know, I, I just, charity, whatever, I care. It should, you know, I, I think we're talking about that a lot in the news right now. Like, you're allowed to say no. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah, and this is in a, in a business sense here, but, um, you know, same thing. Like, I, I really think it's important that just, I mean, this is what the Hey Human broadcast, that we as humans are allowed to say yes or no. So I started fighting on some of these where it's like, hey, I, I didn't say I could go in there and, um, you know, and 
and it's it's difficult because um well it, it, if it's a large entity it can cause a lot of complications for the entity in that you know someone someone messed up somewhere they forgot to get a license or they or they just tried to slide it through or whatever i don't know what they did you know but um but when they're working in this huge system with very, all these people it's very complicated for them to resolve the issue um but what i would love is by speaking up is for people what to start to to say like oh yeah um actually it's not that hard to work with an artist look here she just offered us a great deal write her check and here we go you know what i mean it seems like an easy solution to just do it right you know instead of being embroiled and embroiled not embroiled embroiled in some sort of giant legal thing when they, all they should have done is pay you for your work. It would just be very easy. It, yeah. makes, it makes sense, but God forbid human beings act normally sensical. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what, you know, in me speaking up, that's what I've, I've decided. I was the first few times it happened and I decided to speak up, it was just enormously stressful. You know, it just, it was scary and it was stressful and it was hard to get like, what seems so simple to me, like, hey, that's my work. Um, here's your invoice. <laughs> Finding your voice and owning your power is very stressful to come to, mm -hmm. to, to, to mm -hmm. get to that point. I agree. Mm -hmm. That is a very scary, but God bless, man. The more of us that can get there, mm -hmm. the easier it will be for the next person, you know, to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So I also think so in speaking about it, you know, the message that more than anything, I like, more than, I mean, well, A, if any artist is having a copyright issue and wants to call me, I'm totally happy to talk about it because I think it helps to talk to people who have been through it before. And um, now I have, I say I'm uneducated, but I actually, like, I'm, I have a pretty solid education in copyright law at the moment. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I do. I feel like I really understand it. And, um, and so, I, especially compared to the first time I decided to, to try to make you know, try to make something of my copyright or try to right a wrong. Um, I know so much more. And, but I do think the message that I really want to deliver, it's not like fight the man, fight the machine, fight the, it's none of those things. It's, it's, I really don't think that, I, I don't think that the machine or the corporation or the way is sitting there like, how can we take another artist down today? Like that is just, I don't see that happening. I think though, it's like, They've got a complicated system going. They've got many people, many objectives. And so the message is just like, if we could get it into more heads, like, hey, this can be really simple. And by the way, working with an artist is most of the time not that hard. Yeah. You know, give her a call. see yeah. what. <laughs> and it's my understanding that in a lot of other countries, they are mass producing things with, uh, with art that, like say you paint a painting and some factory in China is mass producing it and selling it and I read somewhere that you know the more textures you use in a painting the better because it's hard to replicate textures and all this kind of stuff and I thought my god what are what is it coming to thanks <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't know either I don't know about it. I, mean, I guess it would be harder to replicate textures but um Woo, but you shouldn't have to be like, oh, I guess I'll start adding sand to my painting so nobody steals it. You shouldn't have to, you know, that shouldn't be your your modus operandi and yeah. how you create. Like, oh, how do I keep people from taking things? 
You wait. You do all sorts of fun things too, right? You do, not to get off topic, but for a second before I forget it, because I probably will the way my brain works. But you do like uh, you have wrapping paper and cl- do you have like a clothing line too and stuff? Have you done that? Um, yeah, last year I did a line of product and um, it it fell into some copyright issues. <laughs> it did. Oh, gosh. Here I thought I was going off on a tangent and it turns out not so much. Yeah, that's why it all disappeared since last year. Um, but I am working on, I'm going to relaunch another smaller line of product that it, I'll be working only with myself on. And so it, it should, it should have any big problems. Are you your own manager? Are you, or do you have an I, agent? You are. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever have an agent or were you always your own? Um, I, I had a few failed attempts, but mostly at the times things have, have really worked well for me. Um, it's just been me doing, doing my thing. Um, I do, I am looking for representation right now, but at this point I've been through so many different you know, business arrangements and, um, and things. I have a very, very clear idea of, of what kind of person and sort of relationship and environment that I'm looking for. So I'm just doing it myself until I find exactly what I want in that. Yeah. 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 That's cool. That's good. Yeah. Do you, yeah. um, do you have big, do you have any big projects coming up? I, I know you do the, um, may I paint your pet, which I love. And you gifted me with a beautiful, painting of Mikey, my, my beloved puppy who passed away. Mikey. Yes. Yeah, such a good dog. And you captured him perfectly and it's in a place of honor in my living room. So everyone sees it and, and oh, I much appreciate it. And my ex got the other painting that you painted. That is also a lovely <laughs> painting, but I don't know where he puts it, but I know where I put mine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I had to paint Mikey. He was all the when you were looking for him in all the posts, it was just... <laughs> yeah, that was a traumatic time in my life, for sure. I'm so sorry. No, it's, yeah. it, it, is, it is just the way life works. So, um, But the, may I pet your pet? It's such a... What, what started that? Um, well, just... And it's such a polite I, way to say it. May I pet your pet? <laughs> Paint your pet yeah. is so wonderful. <laughs> Well, it started long ago with May I Paint Your Pants. When I was performing, I would do a little um, skit called May I Paint Your Pants, and we would invite people on stage to have their pants painted. Oh, fantastic. So all of those different performances that I did through the years, I don't even know if your your audience knows, but I did a lot of, like, hundreds of performances with bands and music, and in many of those... um, we invited people to get their pants painted, um, starting with Max, the shows that Max Abrams and I did together. And then even when I was out on the road um, with Big and Rich, we would invite people. We, it got to where we got too long of a line to continue doing it. It was really funny how many people would let just stop what they were doing and let you throw paint on their pants. It's amazing. So wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, I, so I just called it May I Paint Your Pants because I thought, you know, it's, it, you have to ask before you do that to someone, you yeah. know? Um, yeah, and then um, when I got into the pet paintings, I just, I thought it was funny. So, May I Paint Your Pet. <laughs> and they're so yeah. fantastic. What a, you know, as a, I am a huge animal lover, and I mean, what a, it's just such a, it's such a beautiful thing to have. You know? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's quite popular. You get a lot of clients. 
to do that. Yes? I do. Yeah, I'm pretty busy painting pets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. And I'll put, yeah. a, I'll put a link on my heyhumanpodcast.com that will link to May I Pet Your Pet. That's hard to say. May I pet? <laughs> may, may I paint your pet? Ah! .com. <laughs> that wasn't easy for me. I just want you to know that. Yeah, yeah. That's my tongue funny. nearly I... fell out of my mouth trying to say that out loud. Yeah, anyway, so it's good. So what's the big plan? You live in California, correct? Mm-hmm. You're still in California. Yes, yes. So in yes, Los Angeles. In... Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any, do you have shows coming up or? Uh, no, no. I've got, um, I'm going to have a bunch of work is what I'm doing right now. Yeah. But no no planned show no no this is the date no save the dates that's what i'm trying to say no save the dates lots of work no save the dates a lot at the of commissions moment. yes do you yes. find commissions stressful do they do they stress you out at all like oh my gosh what if when i when i first started doing commissions i remember i would paint and i still sometimes do this uh i'd paint two or three different paintings that, and i would say well pick your favorite because i was so stressed that i would paint something and they wouldn't like it Oh, that's interesting. I was thinking about, I was thinking about trying that because yeah, sometimes I do. Um, yeah, sometimes I do get stressed, but usually it works out, you know, and I, it depends on the person. I mean, I think when it comes to personal work for people, I've been pretty lucky. I get some, I, you know, people that hire me really like what I do or we connect in some way. And so, um, I can trust that it's going to work out, but, um, well, there is, I like right now I'm doing a pet portrait for the third time because I just wasn't, this is a, a woman who's bought other work from me and other pet portraits and it just wasn't getting her dog. So I, I just do it again, you know, yeah. and I don't have to do that very often, but, but every now and then, um, it doesn't fit the idea that we both had. And, um, I mean, I, as long as I'm dealing with a reasonable person, I have no problem, to, you know, working until it's until, until everybody's it's happy. Yeah, because yeah. you want the piece of art that goes into someone's home. You want them to love it. You Absolutely. Know, you don't want... Yeah. 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 For sure. So, yeah. what? Any any big big future plans? You have you're going to be in Los Angeles for a while. I know that you had moved. You had your space, and I wish. Being... I... What? I wish I had some big excitement to end this with. No, no, it's, 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 I mean, I think it's all exciting. What you do is, is exciting. Your work is very exciting as far as I'm concerned. It's, it's, it's so evocative. So I think no matter what you're doing, whether you're painting a pet or a giant, you know, giant piece, it's evocative, it's exciting, it stirs you, it stirs me. Um, but you. so you were in um, a space there was construction going on and it was making you insane. Did you, did you end up leaving that art space or did you, did you stick it out till the, till the construction? I, was? I did move. You did. Yeah. yeah, I did move. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. I'm uh, uh, sorry. Another call. Came no, in there. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm far too sensitive to be around noise all day long. Yeah. 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 Are you, are you doing a live workspace or are you, did you separate? Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm working, well, I'm working out of a live space right now, and yeah, not, not quite sure where I'm going to put, restart my studio. Yeah, I love yeah. works, live, live workspaces. 
the, yeah. when I first met you, that place you had, which I, I think they've knocked long since knocked it down and, and put something else there. But um, man, that was a cool space. Yeah, the building over on 17th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's still there. Is it still there? I haven't driven mm-hmm. by to see, but it was, mm-hmm. it was a cool spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, I, I prefer to be in. That's yeah, that's where I, what I just moved my studio out of was a, a large live workspace. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think it's fun because I know myself, and I know if if I don't have something to create on in pretty much every room that I live in, I'll get lazy and end up not doing as much as I should. You know, or I'll end up just like sketching things on pieces of paper or writing little notes or something. And then I'll have a thousand notes and no product, which, you know, or no, no creative thing with which to speak. Of. So know thyself, they say. I, I like having everything that's, in one place. That's great. Yeah. It's always such a delight to talk to you. I'm so thank you for being on here. Do you, I, before we hang up, I want to, you know, again, with the cliche questions, which I, I'm, there's a million people, I'd like to think there's a million people listening. There, there's not a million people listening. There's a million people out there who are thinking, huh, maybe I'll get into the creative force of, you know, maybe I'll be a writer or a painter or a, whatever it is, and, or, a, or an actor or an actress or, or whatnot. And um, we're, I think there's a, a cloud overhead that's, that's threatening to say, oh, creativity doesn't pay, therefore... And none of us really who are true, truly creative, we don't get into it because we think we're going to end up rich and famous. That's not the, that's not the inspiration. It's, we, we do it because we can't not do it. But if I'm, you know, Bobby Sue Jones, I don't know if that's a great name, Bobby Sue Jones sitting in her little <laughs> hometown in Ohio thinking, man, I want to paint or I want to do this. Would you have any words of wisdom for the creatives out there that are butting up, that are... The, the, do it. Our future. <laughs> do it. If you want to do it, do it. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. Nike's about to sue you for that, by the way. No. Oh, <laughs> I'm, well, just sorry, Nike. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't say that with a whoosh symbol. Though. That's I right. Did, there I was didn't. no whoosh. There's, there's no uh, intellectual property ceiling. Just do it. Uh, uh, then how about, uh, uh, let's see, let me retract that. Let me retract that advice. Um, get busy. Get busy. That's good. That's yeah. Good. And even yeah. if they don't have, uh, you were very lucky. You had supportive parents. Um, yeah. And of course there are many who don't have that. Yeah, as a child, well, then then what you do in that case is you say, like we do, I mean, my parents, I definitely, I think we all grow up and wind up having complaints about our parents, you know, I mean, I, it was, I didn't grow up like in the, in the magical woods with fairy parents, you know. Hey, if they're Um, good parents, we're going to have complaints. That means they did something right, probably. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they, they are really cool people, but they, um, and I, and I do am blessed and lucky in that regard, but you know, there's, there comes a time too when it's, uh, well, we'll, I'll just put an example on it. Having a conversation with a friend yesterday about how, um, you know, well, uh, if we're patterning after our parents in our, uh, relationship choices, romantic choices and things like this, and we were going back and forth discussing it. And, you know, the truth of it really is, it's like, maybe you are, maybe you aren't, maybe I learned this, bad habit from this parent or that parent or maybe 
maybe I didn't get the encouragement that I, you know, would have helped me from this one parent. I'm saying this now to address, like, sure. say you were a child, your parents said, no, don't make art. There's no money in it. It's not a real life. It's not a this. It's not a that. Well, they, they said that. Okay. But the, the truth is it's your life, not their life. No matter what you learned from them or what you did, like you get to choose. So I think that, you know, when I say get busy or do it, you know, it's, it's really just own it. If that's what you want, then you have to really own it no matter what someone did or didn't say to you. Um, and, and you, you can choose differently. You just, because someone told you it won't work, doesn't mean it doesn't mean it's true. How did you, know? you deal with criticism coming up? Because I imagine you are not unscathed. Uh, there's, I'm sure there were times when there were people who maybe were in a position of power in the art world who was like, not you know, not really digging it or vibing on it. Because nobody, there's not one person that loves all, that gets total adoration. There's always someone, I'm not talking about the trolls that are just rude and doing whatever. Did you? <laughs> how did you deal with your first dose of criticism? Because I think that's such an important lesson on on learning who you are and, and where you're going and what you want and all that kind of stuff is how did you, how did you have any good advice about that? Um, I, I just expect criticism really. Um, I, it's not that it doesn't hurt your feelings, but, um, I, I think I, I had some good, some major difficulties, um, personally, um, as a young person. And so, um, I, I kind of have this like, well, nothing's tougher than that attitude. You know, I had that's a major trauma, and so um, I, I don't know whether that's healthy or not. But I've, I do kind of have a mm, nothing's worse than that kind of attitude, and you know, I have come to points in my life where I have to stop and actually, you know, deal with it. Like you can't just brush everything off or tuck it all inside and act like it doesn't matter. But um, but that is how I dealt with a lot of it. Was just like. Uh, I've been through worse. <laughs> right. You know, like perspectives. It's about perspectives. It's fine. Yeah, and but I I do think there's always um you know, our it's it, it's not a um no piece of criticism whether whether it's good or bad is the final answer, you know. So I think keeping that in mind is is good because what what you're actually doing it's not not creating something finite you know you made an object but it could burn it could get lost it could get stolen it could get destroyed you know so we're not doing anything finite what we're actually doing is growing so um you you can connect with people who understand if they don't understand your expression maybe someone thinks oh well that's rachel's latest art is no good and you know wants to criticize it and on and on well then I will be able to find someone who's like, ooh, I really enjoy where you are in your process or I relate to where you are in your process. And so I, I think you're looking for that more than you're looking for someone to say if it's good or bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah, mm -hmm. that makes sense. Because if someone relates to where you are in your process, then you can have a real conversation um, that that is, you know, growth stimulating and productive and interesting and fun and exciting. Yeah. yeah. Did I see that you're you've either done it already or you're going to be doing a TED talk? Is that correct? Um, no, no. I did a painting during a TED talk. Okay, because I saw your name associated with TED Talk. I was like, oh my gosh, does she get to do a TED talk? That'd be so cool. That it's still fun. Yeah. 
No, no one is no one is calling me up for my talking. <laughs> they may indeed. You never well, know. You, you just did. I did exactly. See, there's at least one person yeah. that wants to hear what you have to say. I'm sure there's more. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I did a painting though, so, which was was awesome. Um, really, really fun experience. That's cool. That's sort of yeah. a dream for me. That's a not sort of. That is a dream for me. That one day I get to do a TED talk. I think that'd be so badass. Oh, you do a great TED Talk. I would what love would it. You... It would be amazing. But anyway. What would, it, what would your topic be? Um, well, that's a good question. There's so many. I would probably talk, I could talk about creativity or uh, the process of learning how to love oneself, uh, you know, dealing with our, our shadow. I'm, I'm real into that. I always joke, you know, that I'm, I'm a serial killer that's never killed anyone because I'm, I'm in touch with my shadow <laughs> self. I understand my shadow, and I'm, because I understand it, I don't act on anything that the shadow is, like, whispering in your ear going, why don't you just run over those people in the crosswalk? Because everyone's had that thought, and I can be like, that's funny, shadow. I'm not going to do that. That's really not my thing, you know, that kind of thing, you know. I think that would be, you know, stuff like that. Philosophy, science, I don't know. There's so many things that interest me. It would be it would be fun. It would be fun to figure out and do one. But I'll just have to do season talks to myself in the mirror. <laughs> huh? I'll do season talks in the mirror to myself. Get your season talks ready for your TED Talks. Yeah, exactly. So rachelkeis.com is, is the, the main website for you. And then yes. may I paint your I cannot do it say it. May I paint your pets.com or pets singular. May I paint your pet.com. Yes, may I paint your pet or Rachel Kais. I think they're all going to the same place right now. Yeah. But that'll change in a like about a week, I think. Yeah. We'll have the, okay. Yeah. I'll link to both and it'll it'll be what it is for cuz I think it's neat to you know, they, I'm sure they think different, somebody says, sees Rachel Kais, they think, okay, Rachel Kais, and then they see the, may I paint your pet, and then they think, oh, my pet, and so that's good, you want to, that's good to have right. it separated. <laughs> right. It's a good thing. Thank you so much for being on Hey Human, I really appreciate it, it's been delightful. Oh, thank you, Susan, same to you. Yay. All right, have a beautiful day. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.